podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, and this is one week we're going to avoid that topic that shall not be named. You know, the one that starts with the initials R, and the second word begins with the initial S. That one. Oh, good. (laughs) Right, because of the fact that we've gotten letters both ways. Some people just can't get enough of the subject. One said, with Nick Redfern, you had two segments talking about the subject that shall not be named. And therefore, he didn't know if he could listen to the rest of the show. I understand that. It's gotten to a point where it's pretty crazy and every subject has been repeated and summed up over and over again. But I will tell you, next week, we will have Richard Dolan back on the Paracast. But I will restrict his comments about the topic that shall not be named to just a few moments, okay? And we'll move on to other stuff. Promise. I won't do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> or, or at least I'll make the effort. But if listeners start asking questions at forum.theparacast.com in the question bank, what is it that we're expected to do? I want to know what his thinking was, uh, why he decided to uh, to pile on the whole thing at the, at the last minute. Because I don't think he answered uh, that question uh, to my satisfaction when he was on before. Of course, I was on my way back from New Mexico, not feeling very well, and I, I really couldn't hear too well. Well, also, but, he was talking to us just a couple of days after the event. Right. And probably hadn't formulated his full reactions yet. But now that everything else has come out, look, we're talking about it without talking about it. (laughs) We're talking about Dolan. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, we'll save all that that stuff for later on. Right. In fact, later on, we'll be talking about UFO abductions. And we have a bunch of questions for our guest, Kathleen Martin. And we'll ask them later. In fact, the questions are so widely focused, we could probably do a whole show just on those questions. But we have a lot to ask her, and part of it starts with a letter that she sent us after listening to an episode we did back in 2014 with Robert Schaefer, where he made some disparaging comments about the Barney and Betty Hill abduction. Of course, as we know, Kathleen Martin is Betty Hill's niece, and she felt that he misrepresented that, and therefore... She will have a few comments. We were going to have her on last year, and then we got to so many other guests. We just couldn't coordinate our schedules, and now we've been able to do that. So things are working better. But let's just look at some other things that have nothing to do with abductions or the subject that shall not be named, except that we keep naming it. And that is other topics that are of more interest here. What's new, if anything, with regard to the camera project? Well, we have... uh Ken Swinehart, our um, ISP, uh, original ISP option, is now in contact with us uh, again after a long period of silence. We kind of lost track of him. We didn't uh, really know how to get in touch with him. He's back uh, in the fold again and is going to be talking with Adrian, our new base station uh, person, and uh, figuring out a way to get him uh, the high-speed internet that he needs. So um, I have a a call in for Adrian. We're going to talk here in the next day or two. Uh, probably by the time this is broadcast, um, I will have spoken with him and we'll figure out which of these uh, three options that we're going to use to go ahead and uh, and get that thing 
uh, up and running. And we have just a few procedural things uh, that we need to do before we can actually start, you know, getting the thing actually up and operating. Um, we also need to do this because our team of software developers uh, in Italy uh, want to know if that software is going to be effective with the other 570N camera, which uh, they used uh, a 570N camera to do the development. And then we have the other one that's going to be placed at the base station. So we want to make sure that the software is going to be working. You would think that if it works on one camera, it'll work on the other. It didn't work on a second camera in California. It didn't work as well as we expected it to. So we've figured out that bug and we're we're hoping that we don't have any problems with the base station camera. So, you know, it's three steps forward, two steps back, but it's it's going. And I'll be going up there again here in about a month to kind of, you know, work out any bugs that might be there once we get this thing up on, on the roof and on the little tower that we're building there. So it's baby steps here, but, uh, you know, rest assured, things are moving forward, and it's it's really good to have Adrian on board. He's very, very enthusiastic and uh, seems to be a really, really up-to-speed guy in, in terms of the tech, and, and that's important because we need, we need somebody that's going to be able to devote some quality time to making sure that this thing is operating properly. And then the next phase will be getting the all-sky cam operating properly, which is the camera that can give you a 180-degree view of the entire night sky, which will be the triggering mechanism for the other cameras once an event happens it's triggered by the all sky cam and then boom sends off the coordinate data to the other cameras so we just have to take this thing incrementally and and take it in steps and uh we're going to then start discussing uh once we get the all sky cam and and the camera at adrian's up and then figure out a way to get the one up at the oasis then we're going to kick into full gear with a kickstarter or gofundme campaign and generate the cash that we're going to need to go ahead and maintain these uh, internet accounts and then also get the uh, necessary uh, funding together to start paying people a little bit of money it seems that when people get paid they <laughs> they tend to work a little faster and a little bit more diligently. And all this has been done on spec uh, and everybody's been volunteering their time up to this point. So it's important that everybody gets uh, taken care of so that uh, they have motivation. You know, nothing motivates a person like a little success and a little cash in the pocket. So that's uh, the latest report. Now, as it stands now, we're still getting regular reports of strange events in that area? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just burbling along. Boy, I wish we'd had it up about a year and a half ago. We had a series of events around Blanca that were just quite spectacular sounding. Um, some pretty pretty amazing uh, light sightings. And then also out in front of the uh, Great Sand Dunes uh, around the location of the, I think it's the Medno Ranch. I'm not sure if it's still called that now. Uh, the Nat- uh, Nature Conservancy has taken over parts of the Baca Ranch. And I think that spilled over on parts of the Medno. I'm not quite sure. But we had witnesses talking about lights out there. You know, it'd be nice to to determine whether the methane that's underground there is possibly uh, creating the uh, the illusion of of objects when, in fact, it actually could literally be be like swamp gas. Uh, it could be methane somehow becoming illuminated out there. There's uh, two billion dollars worth of methane underneath that area there. So, you know, we want to be able to determine and and figure out exactly what we're dealing with, whether it's close to the ground natural phenomena or these Bigfoot truck lights that people keep reporting out there um, over the years. And and we had a witness who uh, was working at the uh, Hooper Hot Springs is uh, just slightly north and west of the location 
of our last base station, and uh, they were looking directly to the southeast and seeing these these strange lights out there. It doesn't sound like methane to me. Um, the lights are uh, white and red. Usually methane is, uh, I think, blue and green uh, with some red possibly, but I'm sure some of our listeners will correct me if I'm wrong here. But anyway, yes, we've had uh, you know some events that if we had had the cameras up and, and operating, uh, they would have registered. So, um, you know, I think it's important to get it up as quickly quickly as we can and uh, and then start logging the information and then talking talking about getting uh, the, the server to to uh, receive the signal and then have it up there for everybody to be able to, to look at and maybe having a little window on their computer when they're when they're doing work and stuff. So more eyes are better than, you know, than none. So, you know, it's again, like anything, it's, uh, you know, we're taking it in stages. Just a brief reference to this, the new iPad software coming from iOS 9 from Apple this fall will, on the faster, newer iPads, allow you to set up a second screen, a second window, like a multimedia player. It'll work fine with this. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be talking to Kathleen Martin, who has been studying UFO abductions for a long time. She, of course, is Betty Hill's niece, so she had the upfront and personal encounter with that situation and a lot of questions from our listeners with gene and chris you're in the paracast so here's what happened i was placing an order online the site went down it took hours before it returned but i'd already placed the order with another company if your site goes down you could lose business and if you have a business or personal site you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online at iweb your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world talk to a sales rep at iweb.com use the promo code technightowl for a special discount First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Honey, it's time for dinner. What are you doing over there on your computer? I'm shopping for a new wallet. Mine is falling apart. Hey, did you know there's a company called ID Stronghold that makes shielded wallets to prevent electronic pickpocketing? Oh, I didn't realize there was such a thing as electronic pickpocketing. What is that? 
Well, apparently, many of the new credit and debit cards being issued have radio chips inside them called RFID that transmit our banking information to card readers when we pay. Unfortunately, a bad guy can also get one of these readers and go around the city scanning people, collecting their credit card numbers and personal information without us knowing it. Wow, that sounds scary. Since you're getting a new wallet anyway, you should definitely get an ID Stronghold shielded wallet. Are they more expensive? No. In fact, I can get a shielded leather wallet from IDStronghold.com for the same price or less than regular unshielded wallets from other stores. Sounds great. My wallet isn't falling apart yet, but let me pick one out too. I want to be protected, and these wallets at IDStronghold.com look fantastic. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So folks, we still have that offer, by the way, for the Paracast Plus. Through Chris's generosity, we're offering a copy of Stalking the Tricksters, free of charge if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus for one year or five years. But you don't just get the free book. You get the ad-free version of the Paracast with higher quality audio. You get After the Paracast, which is taking on a life of its own. In fact, last week we had Nick Redfern as a special guest on After the Paracast, continuing his discussions from the Paracast, but covering a lot more territory. To find out more, go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. Learn how to become a subscriber. It's such a deal. We have another deal here for you. We have Kathleen Martin coming back on the Paracast. Welcome back. Thanks. Great to be back with you. We probably don't have this all the specifics here, but the last time I heard from you, it was in response to the appearance of Robert Schaefer, a skeptic on the Paracast in August of 2014. And evidently he had misrepresented to a fairly serious degree the Barney and Betty Hill case. Now, without going into specifics, because you'd have to listen to the episode again, and we're talking about 10 months ago, what are the things the skeptics continue to get wrong about that case? Well, let me say that for one thing, the skeptics continue to state that Betty and Barney only saw a bright light in the sky They say that they thought that the light was following them uh, and then that Betty had some dreams and Barney believed her dreams and that he simply confabulated his own story. And that is all complete 
nonsense. Uh, there is documented evidence that Betty and Barney uh, had a close encounter with a craft. It was a structured craft. Uh, it hovered no more than 200 feet above their vehicle. It descended to within 100 feet of their vehicle. There is documented evidence, and this is conscious, continuous memory. It's recorded in the original documents that Barney observed entities on board the craft who frightened him greatly, and he stated that they were, quote, somehow not human. This was a close encounter with non-human entities. Yes, they did have a period of missing time. After the craft hovered over the vehicle as it was traveling down the road and they heard a series of code-like buzzing sounds on the trunk of the car, they had missing time at that point. When they arrived home, they found that there was a magnetic field around the trunk of their car over those new spots that they discovered that hadn't been there the day before. Now, the debunkers say, oh, they were only watermarks. That's complete nonsense. Let's ignore the marks. Let's talk about the magnetic field. We found that magnetic field around other vehicles that have been involved in abduction cases. For example, the case of Matthew Reed in 2009, an important MUFON case. There was a magnetic field around the trunk of that vehicle, just like in the case of Betty and Barney. There are many things that have been stated that are absolutely false. Robert Schaefer, for example, wrote that the sky was cloud-covered that night and that Betty's perception was so off that she didn't even realize there were clouds in the sky. Well, in my research, I decided to look into this. I was willing to accept the idea that maybe she was wrong. People make mistakes. What I discovered is that he was deceptive in what he said. There were clouds in the sky, but they were the very high cirrus clouds that you see through. The average person doesn't even know that they're there. So that is an, just another example of what I consider to be deception in this case. It was a bright night. Uh, the moon was a uh, waxing gibbous moon. Uh, the uh, the uh, view from the top of Mount Washington, I believe, was 120 miles that night. So go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Well, you know, I, I want to get back uh, quickly, if we could, to, uh, you know, the, the magnetic readings on the car. First of all, let me say that, uh, you know, we've always known that debunkers uh, tend to get things wrong. They, they tend to gloss over details. They tend to pick up on things and misrepresent them. So that's kind of par for the course. Uh, obviously, we need to set the record straight, and I'm glad you just did. Now, my questions uh, have to do with the uh, magnetic readings. Who who was it that actually, you know, for our, our listeners that aren't familiar with the uh, the inside baseball aspects of the case, who was it that determined that there was uh, magnetism, uh, uh, unusual magnetic readings from the car? How was that determined? Okay, what happened was that um, Betty called my mother when when they arrived home and uh, told my mother that they were about their sighting and that they were very, very concerned uh, that they might have been contaminated. We had a neighbor who was a physicist, and so my mother told Betty that she would call our neighbor and see what the physicist uh, suggested she do. My mother did call, 
And the physicist told Betty that if she had a compass, she should take the compass out to the vehicle to see how it will react. Now, we know that's not going to measure radiation, uh, which has been stated in the past incorrectly. Uh, he didn't actually say what she should be looking for. We know that it's, the needle will spin if you get it up near the battery of the car, but uh, she started down near the trunk of the car. And when she started there, she noticed these new, highly polished uh, spots on the trunk. They were the color of the car, only highly polished. They had not been there the day before. She took the compass and she moved it over the top of those spots and the needle would spin and spin. And when she moved it away, the needle dropped down. Barney also tried this. The same thing happened. The upstairs neighbors also tried it. My family and I uh, drove down to their house within two days, and we saw those spots as well. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering how could that? Let's say, let's say, for the sake of argument, that the uh, the the bunker say, well, somebody could have done something to, uh, you know, to create that kind of effect uh, that was uh, viewed uh, by using the compass, how could you possibly do something, um, just the average person, do something to their car that would then elicit that kind of effect? I, I, I'm kind of racking my brain to figure out a way that someone could hoax something like that, and I'm, I'm coming up with a blank. Who would even have known? We didn't even know about ET contact or alien abduction in the United States in that time frame. That's true, um, yeah. You know, no, this hadn't happened. Who would have known what to look for or what to hoax? That's true, but I can't even figure out, even if they wanted to hoax, how they could actually create that kind of uh, that kind of reading. Uh, how, how would you magnetize and, and discolor spots and, and use that to focus in on, on some sort of process that could then elicit that kind of uh, spinning of the compass needle? I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I guess the only other way would to have, have a big uh, magnet underneath or something yeah. like that. That's the only thing that I could think of that would work. Let's yeah. do our break here, folks. We have Kathleen Marden joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Do good people ever want to call an attorney just to find out if they're right or wrong? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what are you forced to think about first? Money. If you could call as often as you wanted and talk as long as you need without a bill, would you call? Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. 
pick up the receiver. With your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead, you finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Jason! Jason! Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Extend your life with Extend Your Bite. Why do over 50% of North Americans suffer from some form of chronic ailment? Could it be due to a toxic overload? It's time to take back your life. Get the lead out as well as the cadmium, mercury, and calcium. Extendivite is a garlic cayenne supplement with five other herbs that acts like a natural draino, cleaning out the stored toxins, restoring your energy and youthfulness that we've lost. If you would like to live your life free of sickness, pain, or fear, then Extendivite is for you. Available in either capsules or liquid, you too can see why Extendivite is the number one heart drop available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, Kathleen Marden, and she right now is correcting some of the errors with regard to the Barney and Betty Hill case and why this is something that couldn't have been staged. There were physical effects. And that's even before we consider the abduction experience itself. So even if that didn't happen, you'd still have a pretty compelling UFO case, right? Yes, you would. <laughs> I think compelling is a bit of an understatement. Although, uh, 
you know, we have had some some people come up with with potential uh, alternative theories about what actually could have happened. I've heard bannered about in the last few years that this possibly could have been some sort of weird MK Ultra psyops type experiment uh, with two unwitting, uh, you know, victims basically uh, being selected out for some reason, and then having something like this staged. That that explanation, you know, it just doesn't. You'd have to come up with a lot of pretty far out sort of theorizing and and some pretty uh, wild explanations to to come up with a way to explain um, some of the information that that later came out. But uh, what do you say to people that say, "Well, it was near a military base, and this could have been some sort of weird sort of governmental, you know, psyop project," and and uh, and Betty and Barney just happened to be in the wrong car at the wrong place at the right time. Well, you have to think about, did we have this nefarious group of individuals who were uh, flying around in a silent, structured craft that was oval in shape or circular in shape? Uh, It uh, emitted absolutely no noise, except for, of course, the buzzing sound on the trunk of the car. Uh, It could outfly and outmaneuver anything that we had on Earth at that time. So they must have had really advanced knowledge. You know, maybe they were in cahoots with the ETs. Uh, However, Betty and Barney did not report seeing humans on board that craft. It has been misrepresented in the press and the media that uh, Barney actually did observe Nazis on the craft dressed in Nazi uniforms. That is false. In all of his conscious recall and all of the documented evidence, he stated that they were non-humans and that they were dressed in black, shiny uniforms. He stated that uh, their physical appearance was not human. Uh, so you have to remember that part of it, too. Under hypnosis, he did state to Dr. Simon uh, that uh, they reminded him of Nazis. Dr. Simon told Barney in this process of hypnoanalysis that he was doing with Barney, this was not just hypnotherapy, he told Barney for this hypnoanalysis to recall anything in his past that brought up the level of fear that he was experiencing at that moment. Barney uh, had served in the Army during World War II. It brought up a memory of the movement of Nazi officers, the way they moved their bodies, how they turned in uniforms during his first hypnosis session after he had had a very violent abreaction Uh, to all of this, this huge release of emotion. Barney did erroneously state he looks like a Nazi. He is a Nazi. He never said that again. He said a lot of false things uh, during this state of shock and trauma that he was going through. He had never said it before. He didn't say it in subsequent recall And Dr. Simon did return him to that same spot over and over again in his memories as he was able to get a clearer view uh, consciously of what actually did transpire during that time frame when he was so terribly frightened. It goes on and on. When someone has a very firmly held belief that these uh, are all black ops, 
uh, and working in cahoots with nefarious gray aliens, you're not going to change their mind. <laughs> no. uh, probably even presenting the evidence. They yeah. want to believe it. There's some kind of a thrill that they get out of believing it, and people are entitled to their own beliefs, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, Kathleen, one thing that I can say, uh, in all honesty, I have heard uh, parts of the tape uh, of Barney's regression, and, you know, he missed his calling. I mean, if he was making this up and he was uh, acting out this information, the guy the guy was an Academy Award-winning actor. There's no question in my mind that he was relating things from an emotional, a deep emotional state that uh, had an incredible impact on him. Uh, there's no question about that in my mind. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, y- you actually knew the man and, and uh, you were a, you know, a child, but still, you, uh, I'm sure you got a sense of his veracity and why would somebody make something so outlandish up? There was no precedent for it. And, and just the, the, the emotional quality of his voice is, is, is almost chilling. Uh, if I remember correctly, I've only heard it once, and I forget who played it for me, but uh, I remember I was very taken by uh, it. It sure sounded legit to me. Well, Dr. James McDonald asked uh, Dr. Ben Simon, uh, the psychiatrist, about this. And Dr. Simon said that the degree of emotional intensity in Barney during this event was as great or greater than he had ever seen in any of the soldiers, returning soldiers, that he had treated after World War II. It was, it was very intense. And I have to tell you as well that at one point in Betty's experience on board the craft, Dr. Simon had to stop the hypnosis session early due to the degree of emotional trauma that she was experiencing at that moment. it's uh, I think it would be pretty hard to make that up. And Betty and Barney would have no reason to make that up anyway. They were civil rights leaders. She was a social worker for the state of New Hampshire. He was appointed by the governor to serve on the U.S. Civil Rights Commission's State Advisory Committee. They never wanted this story to be made public. It was released to the public as the result of a violation of confidentiality, and it had a negative impact on their lives. Now, obviously, we've all heard about the experiences they report on board this craft. But the question I have here is we hear, of course, about screen memories where supposedly false memories are implanted on a person to cover up the experience. But the question I have here, by the same token, is it possible that the actual experience differed from what they remember? And they're only remembering either what they were told to remember or something they couldn't understand and they interpret it in a way that seems to make sense. I can tell you that I have looked at this in terms of identifying screen memories. And the first thing that came to mind is when Betty and Barney had turned off onto uh, that dirt road um, without intentionally doing that uh, and found that there were figures standing in the road and the car engine died. Uh, Barney, at that point... Uh, was talking about, was he looking at a Cheshire cat? He saw glowing eyes. Uh, Was this a cat up in a tree? Betty 
spoke about a jack-o'-lantern head. Now, were these screen memories, or were they only talking about the glistening eyes of the ETs? I'm not sure about that. It could possibly have been a screen memory. But very quickly, Betty and Bonnie did notice that there were non-human entities standing in the road and that they divided into two groups and approached the car. Uh, Let's get on to other possible screen memories. Let's do that in our next segment, okay? Sure. All right. Kathleen Martin is joining us. We're recounting some of the ins and outs of the Barney and Betty Hill case before we get to other cases and something that she indicated that some of these abductions are pretty recent. We'll have more to come. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, And the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. 
They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues, no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1 855 340 SAVE. That's 1 855 340 7283, or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. Before we go on, let me just remind you again that we have the free copy of Stalking the Tricksters and Chris O'Brien to give away. Just join Paracast Plus for one year or five years. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. And I've been talking to Kathleen Martin about screen memories in relationship to the Barney and Betty Hill case. I think one of the things I was saying here is that it's common to talk of screen memories as something like remembering owls and things like that. And I'm suggesting, well, is it also possible that some of the key elements of the abduction experience itself with the aliens, allegedly, wouldn't they possibly be also a possible screen memory of something else? What I'd like to say is that uh, oftentimes the ETs will place their eyes very close to an experiencer's eyes and impart information uh, to the experiencer. Uh, That happened with Barney. He felt as if the eyes were pressing into his eyes, but he was being told not to be frightened, uh, that everything would be okay that they needed only to do a few simple tests and they would be released unharmed. And Betty received the same message. The message was true, uh, and I don't believe that that was a screen memory. If we go on to uh, you know, take a step-by-step uh, analysis of the process that Betty and Barney each went through on the craft, they were describing the same thing. Uh, but Betty uh, used many more words. She always used many more words in her descriptive details than Barney did. Uh, and Barney had his eyes closed. He was describing the sensation of uh, having his shoes removed, of having his feet examined, his legs, his knees, his joints, his hands. He was going through the same thing that Betty described, only he spoke of it in less detail. He said that he felt there uh, something pressing into the vertebrae in his back. 
Betty stated that uh, she felt that they had some kind of stylus or some kind of instrument and that they had a screen on the wall that they were watching as they did this, uh, as they were checking their nervous systems. What you have is the same story told by each, and, and it correlates in detail when you take out, when you look at the basic story and take out all of the extra words that Betty used to describe what she was going through. So I don't think that that part was a screen memory. But we do know that Betty's and Barney's memory was uh, wiped out in terms of uh, what actually happened on the craft. They remembered consciously seeing a roadblock. They didn't know where or when it occurred. They knew that they were missing time, that they were in one location, and then they found themselves suddenly in a new location 35 miles down the road. They knew that they had missing time and they had physical evidence that something had occurred, that that physical evidence has been examined in laboratories with anomalous results. There's a whole lot of evidence that something occurred here and that it was uh, non-terrestrial in origin. But in, in terms of screen memories, I can only say possibly uh, at the beginning when Barney thought he was looking at a Cheshire cat and that Betty thought she was looking at a jack-o'-lantern head. Yes, but I'm saying here the screen memory could, poss- could possibly be the details they eventually recalled of meeting up with extraterrestrials or presumed extraterrestrials could itself have been something that was at variance with with what really happened. I mean, if the aliens can do mind control, why couldn't it be with regard to the core experience? If if the core experience actually uh, was uh, constructed in some way by the ETs and not what actually did happen on that craft... I don't know. I mean, anything is possible. Yet, the story that Betty and Barney told about that core experience has been retold over and over and over again by experiencers. So if it's a screen memory, experiencers are all receiving the same screen memory. Yes, but if it's generated by E.T., this is what they want, whoever and whatever they are. They're subjects to remember wouldn't they repeat the same routine with anyone else they come in contact with? Well, let me ask you this. If they were going to give humans a screen memory, wouldn't they want to make it pleasant for humans? Why would you want individuals on board the craft going through some kind of very strange physical examination? Why would you want someone to remember a needle being plunged into their navel? Um, why yeah, would you or give to them have a what screen memory? Happened. Yeah, yeah and, and for Barney having semen extracted. Yeah. Why, you know, why would you... That's a really uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would think if, it not, were, you know, if I were like, an ET, I would in, want in to have, have a good reputation. <laughs> well, maybe they don't care about their reputation because we can't analyze an alien's motives. And also, the other thing I think people worry about is why they seem to use such primitive painful methods to perform physical examinations. I would think they they would be far in advance of us if they're coming here from other star systems. Why can't they just do it painlessly and respect the local populace? It sounds to me like they're treating us like 
just animals. Nothing to take seriously. And you well, know, like that asking... is my that is my largest concern about the ET contact experience is why do they induce pain before they remove that pain? Why don't they just do that process so that the human doesn't feel the pain to begin with? And uh, I wish that I could communicate that message to them because it is is simply not fair for them to be doing that to people. Well, of course, as I said, we don't know what their motives are. Certainly if they're not hostile towards us, why would they inflict pain? Because isn't it true that if you undergo an abduction experience, regardless of the source, it's painful, it's traumatic? I mean... If E.T.'s coming here and doesn't mean us harm, why cause such grief? Someone's life is totally turned upside down from this. You know, they're not being trained in proper bedside manner. And, uh, you know, patient- <laughs> well, that's for sure. That is for sure. And I think that they're trying to do a care. better job than they used to. But think about the healing. Think about the, the people who have been healed by E.T.'s. And the healing process can be painful too. You feel electrical charges running through your body, but then you're healed from um, maybe a mental, may, uh, not mental, a major illness. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it caused some pain, but there was a benevolent purpose behind it. No. I had a case where my, uh, you know, my experiencer claimed that she actually felt much pleasure and fell in love with her abductor, even though he was kind of not the the neatest thing to look at. Uh, he, he, he definitely did have a bedside manner, and she really fell for it. Well, I have to so tell you, have you to that Daddy had, a, <laughs> Daddy had a very positive attitude toward the leader, the one she called the leader, too, right. that I call the escort because he comes back to see you over and over again during your lifetime. But... Uh, there is one individual on the craft that does seem to form a bond with experiencers. And in my research, in my research project that I did with Denise Stoner in 2012, uh, we found that uh, people, once they arrived on the craft, tended to feel comfortable. Uh, They were in a familiar environment, and they had established a good relationship with this individual who removed the pain. So, unfortunately, you know, we get back to why why are they causing pain to begin with? They don't need to do this, I don't think. Uh, I'd like to know the answer to that question. Well, you know, you're talking about an escort and possible leaders uh, who who may be calling the shots here. We have a question from our forums at forum.theparacast.com where our listeners are able to ask questions of our guests. And Cosmonaut, who, again, uh, he's been, you know, on our forum since 2009, and he's only asked a few questions, and he, he came out to ask you one. And he's wondering what your take is on Dr. Jacob's concept that the mantis insect types are in command of the other alien types. Uh, that's the first question. And then the second question is that Jacobs has a concept that the hybrids are being trained to infiltrate human society. Have you found any evidence uh, in your investigative work and research that, that can support these ideas? We'll pick up on that answer, Kathleen, in a couple of minutes. What do want to say that I understand Dr. Jacobs has a new book that's probably coming out in a few months which will sum up a lot of his work. So we'll want to know more about that. Kathleen Martin is here with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. 
way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the question on the table relates to the research of Dr. David Jacobs, who, as I said, has a new book coming out in the near future. We have Kathleen Martin with us. You have a response? Yes, in terms of the mantis type, I have interviewed um, several experiencers who have been in contact with the mantis types and the gray types working together. And it does appear that the mantis types might be in charge over this type. But then I've spoken with many, many more who have also seen more human-looking types on the craft. These are the Nordic types, and they have felt that the Nordic types are really in charge. So I would think boy, that, that that's more common. The Manus types, to my knowledge, are, are, are not very, they're pretty rarely reported, If uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They are right around the same percentage as the reptilian types from my research. I'll tell you, either one of those types would uh, definitely give me a a pause. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) me too. The Nordic types, especially if they're they're female and like like Simyasi, you know, Billy Myers photograph of one of the Dean Martin girls. If they look like that, I'd be cool. But (laughs) uh, you know, you start you know giant bugs and. 
you know, giant bipedal li- lizards. And I don't know, I, I would have a problem with that. I would too. I wouldn't want to be in the same room with one. Now, well, the other question was about um, David Jacobs' hybrid theory that uh, hybrids are being raised yeah, on these us. crafts and that they are going to infiltrate uh, our society. I'm uh, still on the fence about that one. What I have found is that it appears that when we talk about experiencers where this is occurring along genetic lines, that there is some alteration taking place to uh, the human fetus and that uh, the the fetus that is uh, developed into a baby and is born on Earth often tends to have a very high IQ, uh, to be more empathic than most humans. They might be intuitive or psychic. They have uh, appear to have special gifts uh, that most kids simply don't have. Uh, so there appears to be some genetic alteration um, along human lines. Now, are they inserting some alien DNA in there and sort of a splicing process, I have no idea about that. But there does seem to be changes in these babies that are born that are also uh, changes that take place among experiencers. So I, I really don't know that what is going on there in terms of hybrids infiltrating our society. I only know of individuals who believe they are hybrids that they have been hybrids born to American families and have grown up in American families but believe that they are part E.T. Uh, do I have any evidence of that? No. It's all anecdotal reports. So it's, it's not uh, like I the old uh, TV show from the 60s, The Invaders. The, they don't walk around with their pinkies kind of stuck up in the air and kind of crooked. No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be nice if it was that simple? Uh, you know, to be able to ID them that way. You know, oh, there's a guy with a crook pinky. Quick, grab him. <laughs> right, and you know, and these individuals who are having this happen uh, and and reporting it uh, confidentially certainly do not want to take part in medical examinations or to have their uh, children's names released to the public because they're fearful of what might happen to them and their children. There are some pretty nasty people out there. Well, the big question we have here is if there are human-alien hybrids, and I'll assume there's genetic compatibility or ET is capable of creating that compatibility, how do we prove it? Even if someone remembers an experience aboard a spacecraft that this is going on or is told this is happening, how do we prove that theory? unless we have people who we could show by dint of their DNA that there's something weird going on. And will this even show up in our, in our DNA test? We have a lot of DNA now that we consider to be junk DNA. But what if that DNA is spliced into what we consider to be junk DNA and is meaningless? We would never be able to prove that. Well, the question is here then, which goes back to the kind of work Dr. Jacobs has done, How widespread do you think UFO abductions are? And is it something that is happening among all elements of the population in all countries? Well, I can tell you that in the past year, and I am MUFON's Director of Experiencer Research, uh, we put out a questionnaire. 
And people can go online at MUFON.com, and, and they can uh, take this 30-question questionnaire, fill it out, and the information goes back to me. What this gets them is if they want to speak with a member of my team uh, about their experiences, and this would be someone who is being non-judgmental and supportive, they can, they can get that, or they can find out what they might have in common with other experiencers. But what I wanted to say, now that I have led up to that, is that we've received over a thousand reports in the past year alone. Uh, it, this is pretty fast. I'm, I'm just awestruck by the number of individuals who believe that they have been taken. Um, and wow. and are are very concerned about this. A thousand. You know, I used to think that that 3.7 million Americans who uh, were believed to be experiencers in in the study that was done with Bud Hopkins and others, the, the Roper poll. Uh, I thought that that was inflated, but I'm beginning to wonder if it actually is. So many people are coming forward and stating they believe this has happened to them. Are, are you seeing consistencies uh, or, or are you seeing anything that is indicating some sort of commonality besides what we have already experienced uh, since Betty and Barney Hill? Are we seeing any changes in the quality of reports in terms of what they're reporting? Is there any sort of trends that you see? Um, what I'm finding is that there are more and more individuals who are finding uh, pattern marks on their bodies. And, and I don't want to uh, tell the public what those marks are, but I'm finding that kind of thing. I'm also finding individuals who have memories of experiences on the craft um, you know, but these are the same memories that have been reported for a very, very long time. I, there are newer scenarios that are taking place, and uh, I receive information that I don't re- reveal to the public because yeah, it's and, and, and a way of, of checking. You know, right, to, exactly. To, to but, know but, but you're seeing consistency there. You're seeing consistency. You're yes, seeing I do find, indication I that these people are, are sharing uh, what appears to be common uh, descriptions of the impact or effect of these things, even physically. Yes, yes, I am finding. Wow, that. that's that's interesting. And, and that number, uh, we're up in four figures there. That That's uh, that's actually very surprising to me. Excuse me, another oh, question okay. here. Kathleen, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We were going to break in a that's minute. Okay. I wanted to really push this before. Of these cases reported, a thousand are they recent abductions or experiences over a lifetime? Um, experiences that have occurred over a lifetime, uh, recent only because they have been revisited recently. Um, there, I receive very, very few cases of individuals who are taken for the first time, uh, unless it's somebody who might be a child who uh, is from a family of experiencers, but for the most part, these are all repeat experiences that are taking place following family genetic lines. That's the thing I wanted to ask, whether UFO abductions, as some suggest, died down a long time ago or they still were continuing at a pretty high rate. We'll have more to 
talk about there. Kathleen Martin is here. She'll be answering your questions at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey neighbor, what are you doing digging? You had a heart attack last year. Oh, I know. I was told no more hard labor. Then why are you digging? Well, I've been taking Extendivite. It's been approved to help my heart. Extendivite? Is that a new drug? No, not a drug. It's uh, more like an herbal combination made from garlic and cayenne. Herbal? How can that help? Well, actually, we've taken herbs for thousands of years. Extendivite is doing the job for me. Does your doctor know about Extendivite? 
Yeah, my doctor knows, and he said it seems to be working for you, so don't stop taking it. I feel great taking Extendivite. I don't want to stop. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So once again, the question I had asked and she was responding to Kathleen Martin was whether abductions kind of died off for the most part a few years ago or they had been continuing and i guess on the basis of your answer they still go on do you see a higher percentage a lower percentage kathleen martin what uh i'm seeing a much higher percentage than has ever been reported before people are coming forward and many people in their 50s and 60s are coming forward now uh, because they feel that they can risk telling someone about this. And I have to tell you that uh, some of these reports are from highly credible individuals as well, Uh, even military officers and airline pilots and that sort of thing. So, uh, yes, these are not a bunch of nuts who are coming forward uh, to tell what has occurred. And for the most part, these events have occurred uh, many, many times. Very seldom do we receive cases that are brand new, where, you know, Betty and Barney's case was a dream case. Travis Walton's case was a dream case. We had evidence. We had witnesses in in those types of cases. Um, We're not finding that very often nowadays. What we're finding is just uh, that it follows family genetic lines and that they're are certain characteristics that uh, are prevalent in all of these different cases. Well, you know, that's something that, that I'd like to point out here, and that's uh, and, and I think this is very important for the skeptical community uh, to be aware of, and and that is that uh, it's not just Billy Bob or, or Betty Sue in a trailer park in some rural area of uh, the country here. Um, as you pointed out, we're, we're talking about, you know, credible witnesses in, in, in some cases, in many cases, it sounds like, that uh, people that you would not suspect uh, would come forward with a tale like this or a claim like this are coming forward and, and, and saying that they've had these experiences. And, and that, to me, is, is really important to point out uh, to the skeptical community. I think, I think by and large, a lot of these, uh, the, the Schaefer's and the Lance Moody's and the, the Phil classes of the world um, tend to just paint with a broad brushstroke saying these are just individuals that, uh, you know, need a life and they, they're seeking attention and, and they're just, uh, you know, grandstanding or, you know, whatever excuse you can come up with for someone to come forward with a, you know, with a fraudulent claim like this. But from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like that's a, that's a case at all that we're, we're actually seeing people uh, with a lot to lose that are coming forward uh, possibly later on in life, as you said, in their 50s and 60s. I mean, I had an experience when I was seven years old that I can't explain that uh, involved non-human entities. So, I, you know, I personally, uh, you know, have a, 
you know, I have a, a very deep connection to this subject, although <laughs> I'm often, uh, you know, I accuse myself of being in denial about it, uh, which I guess I am in some sense of the word. But I think it's really important to underscore that fact that we do have the quality of witnesses. Um, and not only what you're describing, Kathleen, from this past year, but over the years, there have been, there definitely is something to this. And, you know, I think more attention needs to be, uh, uh, more objective attention needs to be placed on this. And you're, I think you're a very good person to be in the driver's seat here uh, in terms of being someone that's working with these people because you, you do sound, you know, I think fairly grounded and objective and, and you have a lifelong interest in this. I mean, this is something that struck close to home uh, in your family with your aunt. Um, one thing that I'm uh, interested in uh, to know, and this goes back to, um, a question that we have on our forums at forum.theparacast.com. Again, this comes from Cosmonaut, who you've uh, pulled out of our <laughs> lurker closet here. What about multiple abductions? You know, I, I ran into Dale Musser uh, here at the recent UFO uh, International UFO Congress. I hadn't seen Dale in quite a number of years, at least 12 or 13 years. I had spent uh, a bit of time with him back in the mid-90s. And his mass abduction case of 1992, and then his uh, individual case, where he was teleported somehow from in front of the Air Force Academy on I-25 and then woke up driving his car in Dalhart, Texas, which uh, is one of the more amazing accounts uh, that I'm aware of. But are you familiar with the uh, the multiple abduction case in 1992? And what are your thoughts about that? And, and could you also uh, give our, our listeners a little bit of a rundown on that case? Because it's, it's quite a, a unique one. Well, I, I wanted to talk about the multiple abduction case that I wrote about in the alien abduction files. and this I was getting to. Involved, I wanted you to kind of dovetail uh, into that. Okay. In terms of the one in 1992, I'm, I can't place it. I've heard so many cases of multiple abductions. that It's sort of like a blur to me. But there are many, many cases of multiple abductions. There are cases where individuals have met in public on the Earth and realized that they recognized each other because they were each part of a multiple abduction and they had met on the craft for the first time. What I wanted to dovetail into was the case of Denise Stoner and Jenny Henderson. Both found themselves on the same craft, hadn't even met. I had been investigating each case. Denise described in detail this woman that she saw on this huge, what was apparently a triangular craft or maybe a carpenter's square kind of craft based upon the shape of it. There were catwalks going up on each side. There seemed to be a structure in the center. There seemed to be an elevated door or something like that at the point at the front of this craft. And there appeared to be balconies that would slide out on each side of that craft where humans were taken out in order to do experiments of some sort or another. Denise found herself out there and was told that she needed to drop something from the craft. Uh, there have also been other people who have been taken out there to be shown that they will not fall over the side of the craft because the railing seems to be fairly low. I don't know how they can drop something that will go down and supposedly disappear on the way down, 
if there's something on the craft that's holding the human in place, some kind of force field. But I hear a few little discrepancies. It's not that I disbelieve it. It's that perhaps something is going on there in terms of ET technology that I don't understand. Denise actually described a man who was out there on that balcony with her. She knew this man. She went to him at a later date and said to him, do you have this jogging suit? And she described it in detail, including the shoes he was wearing. And he said, yes, where did you see me in that? And of course, she didn't tell him. She just kind of shook her head knowingly. Um, He does not believe that UFOs and, and alien abductions are real, by the way. I thought that was rather hilarious. But she also spoke about uh, a human insurrection that was taking place on that craft. The gray ETs had lost control of this large group of humans. Let's go into more of that in our next segment. The human insurrection. Oh, right. Sounds like the TV show Falling Skies a little bit, where we fight back against an alien invasion. That's on, I think, TNT Network or something. Kathleen Martin with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paragast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? 
Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. There's a man named Dr. Joel Wallach who is anything but your typical doctor, both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician. Doc asks, why does the United States spend more money on health care by far and still rank 50th in health and longevity worldwide? He believes that people should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition, take charge of their health, and attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects and more toxic prescription drugs. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government, big pharma, and big insurance manipulation of our health care system. I'm George Norrie, and I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Visit brightsideben.com and listen to Doc Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I urge you to join the Brightside Ben team. Go to brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So in this particular abduction case, Kathleen Martin is talking about humans aboard a spacecraft staging some kind of revolt or insurrection against the gray ETs. Tell us more. Yes, and and what happened was Denise looked over toward Jenny Henderson, who was on the other side of the craft. And Jenny's story is also told in the alien abduction files by myself and Denise Stoner. She saw Jenny attempting to flee, and Jenny was holding the hand of uh, another woman, and they were uh, running to attempt to hide from these greys. There were also greys streaming down, large numbers of greys streaming down this corridor, this catwalk, in the direction of the humans, and finally took control of them. But uh, it was very upsetting for all of those who were involved. It seems that uh, the project that was to take place that night ended abruptly, and the humans were returned at that point. It did not continue. Is there a particular profile, and I kind of mentioned this briefly before, as to the kinds of individuals who tend to be abducted? I was asking that in relation to a question about whether it happens among all racial categories around the world. It does appear to uh, happen across uh, racial categories, religious lines, economic lines, uh, all around the world. Yes. Daryl Sims uh, has come up with an interesting theory that um, 
people of Cherokee and Irish ancestry tend to have a higher incidence of abduction experiences. And there's a project uh, that's headed by uh, Dr. Tyler Cokejohn, where they did a, a fairly extensive survey, and they also found um, that there is a, an apparently a Irish Cherokee racial type uh, that that seems to be more susceptible to these types of experiences. Have you investigated any of this, or are you aware of it? I'm aware of it. Um, I have not actually done a statistical study on it uh, of my own. Yes, I, I know Daryl well. I've talked to him many, many times over the years. I see him at least once a year. And uh, very, very interesting that uh, there is this Irish and Cherokee or Native American connection. Uh, yeah, because I have both those two. Oh, go ahead. I, I have both yeah. those two genetic. Yes, know, I my, do, too. My great-grandmother was a Cherokee, and I'm a, a German-Irish uh, on my uh, mother's side. Uh-huh. You know, so, you know, there's, there's something else that you have in common with other experiencers. Uh, he has recently stated, Daryl has recently stated, that he's traced the genome back to Turkey, uh, originally, so uh, he he has a little more information on that now. I've also uh, it, this is a large part of the Native American culture. It seems to uh, you know cross all tribes and nations in um, Native America. Uh, also, uh, I have had many many reports from uh, people of color. Uh, and many individuals whose parents served in the military. They were were kids growing up, um, maybe in another part of the world even. Yeah. But uh, they felt that they were taken from the time that they were children. I've also seen that, too, that uh, these, these do tend to cluster, I think, statistically among military families, which is a little disconcerting in one sense uh, and possibly reassuring in another way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, I think it would be very interesting to, to do a study to find out if the type of ET contact uh, among those children of mil- military families is different than the ET contact among uh, non-military families. It sounds like we're uh, kind of adding some questions onto your uh, your questionnaire for people that contact you. You know, I think so, and and I'm in the process of writing a new one uh, along with my team at the Mutual UFO Network that is going to be posted online probably by this fall. That's something that uh, might be worth adding. Let's uh, get you a little help here. We have a an amazingly up-to-speed forum uh, group of participants from all walks of life and some I mean, some people that are way smarter than we are. And uh, let's put it out there, uh, listeners. If you have some ideas of the kinds of questions that may be overlooked, or uh, if you have an idea of a question that that should be included or should be put in under consideration for a survey uh, or some sort of questionnaire for Kathleen and her team, please feel free to contact the forum and uh, on the thread that's going to 
invariably be produced by this show. Uh, we'd like to see a list of your questions, which we will more than uh, be more than happy to pass along to Kathleen and her team. Because I think team efforts, many minds are better than one. I always say, and and if we operate together as a team, I think you know you never can tell when someone can come up with just a brilliant insight that may be that one little question that, that may help crack this thing wide open. So. I'll put it out there to our listeners and our forum participants. Uh, let's get your thinking caps on and let's help out Kathleen and her team. Great idea. I love teamwork. And right now we have about 120 questions, but I will entertain uh, any questions that you might come up with that have not already been asked on the questionnaire. Uh, Eric the Red is one of our posters at forum.theparacast.com. And boy, when he heard that you were going to be on the show, he just he started just wailing on questions. He's got probably 20 here. I'll just kind of go through a few of them. How, how do you ensure that when you're interviewing an abductee that they haven't talked themselves into a false narrative based on possibly, he gives the example of a sleep paralysis type episode. Is there a way that you can quickly discern whether somebody is maybe dealing with some sort of internal psychological process versus something uh, that is a bona fide abduction experience. Uh, how do you differentiate between, how do you weed out the, uh, the people that, that, that have convinced themselves that they have an experience, but possibly they're, they've con- convinced themselves uh, erroneously? Well, I can't say that this is something that I discern within a few minutes. It's a process that takes time. And I'm very lucky, lucky to have a team of professionals who work with me. One is a retired clinical psychologist, who uh, Michael Austin Melton, who uh, is very, very valuable uh, on the team. We also have a retired medical doctor on our team, and, and we have other experiencers, too. So sometimes this is a team effort. Uh, and something that I do and with individuals is I train them how, on how to collect their own evidence because, really, when it comes right down to it, this is a pretty subjective experience, and they are the ones who need to determine whether or not this is real. And generally, everyone questions this in the beginning. You want to, uh, most people want to uh, be able to explain it away. They want to, to say, no, this was sleep paralysis. This was a hypnagogic hallucination. Uh, you know, there's something wrong with me. But as they collect evidence, as they keep a detailed journal of their memories, as they look for fluorescence on their bodies, they look for marks on their bodies, they photograph them, they keep a detailed account of exactly what they are, they will eventually be able to determine for themselves whether or not this is real. Yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, uh, It's a good idea. I know W.C. Levengood, for instance, came up with an idea that women abductees should possibly put ungerminated seeds in in hair hair rollers uh, in their hair, and once they've had an abduction experience, go ahead and test the, uh, you know, the the seeds to see if there's any sort of impact on the rate of uh, germination, the, the type of uh, uh, health of the plants that that are um, or you know sprouts that are that are grown from the seeds. Some sort of proactive approach in this way that's non-invasive, that doesn't involve uh, cameras and that sort of thing, which invariably, I know that's been tried, and, and for some reason it just it never seems to work for some reason. Kathleen Martin is with us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. 
Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Did you know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high-energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. Usually, the older one gets, the less you are able to absorb amino acids and the less you are able to repair the 100 trillion cells of your body. As a result, you'll have less energy, your tissues will shrink, and you'll become wrinkled. An older person will typically injure more easily and heal more slowly. Not fun. However, if you can consume a protein powder that is easier to absorb, then you may be able to gain back some strength, muscle, and speed of recovery. One World Whey is a highly digestible whey protein powder that may be the perfect answer for you. My name is Errol. I'm 74 years old. You know, the taste of One World Whey is amazing. I play pickleball, and since taking One World Whey and your trace mineral supplement, I have more energy and recover faster from my working out. I used to take another grass-fed whey protein powder, but now I'm getting much better results using One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. All loans subject to one dex corporate must be business at least one year to apply. Attention small business owners needing financing. Are you too busy running your business to deal with the slow lending process of your bank? Are you frustrated at the paperwork and delays just trying to get a decision? Then you need OnDeck, the A-plus Better Business Bureau rated small business experts, where our simple application process takes as little as 10 minutes and funding could be available in just one business day. At OnDeck, we focus on your business operation and cash flow, not just your personal credit score. And we're ready to help with loans of up to $250,000. True business 
business loans, not credit card advances. On Deck provides financing to a wide variety of small businesses like restaurants, plumbing, landscaping, freight trucking, and healthcare providers. If you're frustrated with the paperwork and long decision times of traditional lenders, contact On Deck. Funding could be available in just one business day. On Deck is publicly listed on the New York Stock Exchange and has provided over $2 billion to small businesses like yours. So go to ondecklending.com today or call 800 293 6819. That's 800 293 6819. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Let me throw this out here, and one of the criticisms often made about abductions, Kathleen Martin, is that they seem to happen in isolation or with one or two people, but there's no way for anyone to assemble a bunch of scientists to watch over, say, someone having frequent abductions and see what happens. It kind of goes back also to the argument with regard to the famous Brooklyn Bridge abduction that Bud Hopkins investigated that occurred, what, 1989 or something like that, where you have someone abducted by a UFO near the Brooklyn Bridge in one of the most traveled spots of the world. So the question I guess one would ask here is if scientists were monitoring the bedroom of somebody who was often abducted, would it not occur? Would they see something or would it happen and they'd see nothing? Well, let me say first that uh, it's not true that no one saw the abduction of Linda Cortile. Yeah, there are happened some people. I'm referring to like a mass amount of people in a widely traveled area. A mass amount of people. Well, a lot of people don't look up, first of all. Uh, people are always writing to me and saying, you know, I, there was a UFO overhead. I was trying to put it, point it out to people, and no one even wanted to look. What causes that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, many people have told me that uh, they, these are experiencers. They've had a close encounter with a UFO. Some people in the group saw it, whereas others could not even see it. How do you explain that? Uh, I don't know the answer to everything. There are so many perplexing things about this phenomenon that, that we just don't have answers for. You're raising something here, which is a bigger question here. If this is a normal physical encounter, in other words, a spaceship lands, they do whatever they have to do to pick up their quarry or their victim and take them on board. You would think that anybody in the vicinity would see it. If they don't, is there some sort of mind control or is there something about it that only those who are experiencing it see it? Well, very good questions. And and, uh, I would suspect that it's that only those that uh, maybe have a certain... And I'm going to use a word where everybody's going to say that uh, Kathy is out in woo-woo land, but vibrational frequency is the word uh, that I use because uh, some people seem to be able to, uh, I don't know if they're resonating at a certain frequency or what, but they appear to be able to uh, discern physical things that other people cannot. And, uh, you know, there's been a question about whether or not this uh, has something to do with people who are right-brained. Are they more able 
to see these kinds of things? Are they more likely to have this type of experience than a left-brain person, which would be an, another really good area of research uh, to find out? Doesn't that imply that some level of this experience is not in what we term physical? Oh, absolutely. I, I gave up the, on the idea of all of this being entirely physical a long time ago. There, uh, there are physics used here uh, far beyond our current knowledge or understanding um, of our physical environment. I mean, how can they uh, pass a human being through a solid surface? such as a wall. Uh, it, this has to do with advanced physics. And then you have to get into the paranormal realm. It almost merges with some of these paranormal-type experiences, but I do think that it is somewhat different, too. I think that the ETs are using technology, and I'm talking about the real ETs. I think that there is a lot more going on here than just physical beings who are capable of invisibility or capable of passing through solid surfaces. Yes, it becomes very, very perplexing as you get more and more into this topic and gain more knowledge about it. Well, you know, we do have, uh, obviously, a very complex and, uh, I think, in in many ways, a a thought-provoking phenomenon here. What evidence do we, and this is another question from Eric, uh, what evidence do you have that the government has any interest at all in alien abductions? Do we have any sort of um, smoking gun evidence that the government has um, contacted any abductees or has expressed... uh, uh, through the grapevine to researchers such as yourself or David Jacobs or others, uh, that they have an interest in this at all? All I can tell you is that many experiencers have complained to me about what they believe is government harassment. There might be black helicopters hovering right over their roofs after they have been taken. Oftentimes their phones are affected they might be on a conversation and, and it appears that somebody is listening in or sometimes another voice might actually come on. Computers get hacked uh, even though they have the best software they can purchase. That kinds of things, those are common complaints among experiencers. I have no direct knowledge of this government harassment. So it would be more just circumstantial there, evidence then. And, and it comes through reports from, from many, many experiencers. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. Another question from Erica is, do you notice any increasing interest in the field of alien abductions among academics and scientists? Um, I personally have, have seen a little bit of movement in that direction, but, but not much. But how about you? Well, I have to tell you, I am also on the board of directors for the uh, Edgar Mitchell, Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters. And uh, we have a board of individuals and of scientists, uh, PhD-level scientists, who are very interested in attempting to discover what is really going on here. So I'm, I'm very, very pleased that we have these new developments. In terms of mainstream scientists and scientists who are funded by the federal government, you're not going to see 
overt interest in any of this. Uh, I've been told by one that if you do show overt interest, even at your workplace, that you will be advised uh, to to lose that interest because your funding will depend upon not being interested in this topic. That doesn't surprise me uh, in the least. Here's a couple of interesting questions. Uh, They sort of dovetail together, again, from Eric the Red, where he posted his questions at forum.theparacast.com where we have a thread that uh, our listeners can go ahead and post on the forum questions for our guests. And Eric wants to know if you're aware of any prominent person who claims to have been abducted but refuses to go public about it. Of course, uh, within the last couple, three years, we had Sammy Hagar, for instance, the uh, sometime lead singer of Van Halen, came forward and claimed that he had had some experiences. A couple of our pop divas have kind of hinted around that maybe they had had something happened. Uh, David Bowie has hinted around at times, but never come out and said that he was an experiencer. Do you know of any prominent people that have um, come forward, let's say, perhaps requesting help or, or some sort of counseling, but but do not want to go public with it? I have not had a movie star or a rock star come to me to confide in me about their experience. I don't know about any other researcher, but this has not happened to me. I've so you know, when I say prominent, it doesn't have to be celebrities. Uh, we're talking about people in, in within industry, the military, government. As I said earlier, uh, I've had former military, retired military officer, uh, airline pilot, medical doctors. Right, right, I've right. Had, I've had those. And I would never, ever reveal their identities or where they were from. Right, of course. Yeah, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, that's the death knell for any serious investigator is, number one, not to credit your sources. Uh, and number two, not to, uh, you know, to somehow violate requests for anonymity. And that, unfortunately, goes on all too often in this field. Um, here's a, a couple of other interesting things. Uh, in this I think kind of dovetails from from the whole star map idea uh, during Betty and Barney's experience. But intelligent, this again, this is from Eric the Reb. Intelligent aliens would know that if they were to convey some key piece of information to abductees, like the solution to a longstanding mathematical or scientific problem, that this would potentially generate much more interest, uh, serious interest in the topic of UFOs and increase openness to the topic being treated seriously. He's going on the assumption that this has never happened. Uh, is this correct? We have Stan Romanek, of course, claiming that he was given a, a mathematical formula that actually had an error in it, as it turns out. And and we have the, uh, I guess, slightly controversial uh, detail of Betty's experience where she was, when she asked, where are you from? She was shown a, a particular point on a, what looked like a star map. With Gene and Chris and Kathleen Martin, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state in back taxes, you know they'll never stop coming after you. With bank levies, wage garnishments, they'll even seize your home or business. The good news? A government program for tax debt forgiveness. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative. I'm Paul Sibley. With U.S. Tax Shield, we can help navigate the new laws, get you protected, and resolve your tax issues permanently. Call the experts at U.S. Tax Shield now for your free consultation and get a guaranteed quote to resolve your case. Call 800-436-6451. That's 800-436-6451. 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. It's time to build your own emergency food stockpile with the industry leader, My Patriot Supply. Once you try them, you'll know why so many Americans like you have made them part of their emergency preparedness plan. Experience the My Patriot Supply difference today with this unbelievable offer. Right now, a four-week food supply is only $99, and that includes free shipping. That's 50% off the online price. Call 800-274-3070 to claim yours. Limit two per caller while supplies last. This offer isn't available online, so you want to make sure and grab this opportunity to get prepared today. 800-274-3070 to get your four-week food supply for the incredible price of only $99, and it'll be shipped to you completely free. Call 800-274-3070 right now. That's 800-274-3070 to claim yours while supplies last. Don't wait. Call today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris is framing a very complicated question there that ends up, of course, with the famous star map. You know, Eric wants to know if any abductee has been given a solution to a long-standing mathematical or scientific problem that could possibly uh, create the atmosphere that UFOs uh, would be treated seriously. And he's going on the assumption that this has never happened. He's wondering if he's wrong, basically. Yes, he is wrong. Oh, good. Uh, this is, this is going to be I cool. I tell you that he is incorrect, uh, that uh, there is uh, a team of scientists who... Uh, have been working with individuals who claim to have received uh, physics downloads from uh, experiencers. And some of these uh, apparently are, are real and some of them are not real. This is being sorted out and this is being looked at um, by scientists uh, as we speak. Uh, I can't wait to hear the results of that. That's, oh boy, that's a real cliffhanger there. Okay, he, he's wondering if there's an, an example of physical evidence from an abduction that has been collected that might cause an open-minded skeptic to reconsider his skepticism uh, around this uh, whole subject. Um, I can think of one or two things, but um, how about you, Kathleen? Do we have any sort of physical evidence that uh, is is going to make, uh, like, say, a doctor or you know some sort of scientific type to scratch their heads and go, my goodness? I have to tell you that I think it is the preponderance of evidence and not just one piece of evidence in a particular case. And I have had open-minded skeptics who have read my book with Stanton Friedman, Captured the Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience, or have come to my lectures uh, on that case where I show a lot more evidence so that people can look at it and quotes that wouldn't even fit into the book. Uh, and uh, they have come out 
saying that they are convinced that this was a real case because of the preponderance of evidence. There was so much here. It just wasn't, it wasn't just the, the magnetic field around the trunk. It was uh, the tears, the forensic evidence on Betty's dress. It was the laboratory analysis of the pink powder on the dress, and not just at one laboratory, but now it's been through seven different laboratories. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had the circumstantial evidence of the deep scrapes on the toes of Barney's shoes. How, how did that happen, uh, driving in a car and, and stepping out to uh, look at this UFO? Um, there was uh, a study of alien symbols that was done by Dr. Don uh, Dondery from McGill University. He was a psychologist there and Dr. Stuart Appel from the State University of New York at Brockport, and Bud Hopkins. Uh, some of Bud Hopkins' experiencers who had uh, observed symbols on the craft were asked to sketch the symbols that they saw. Uh, there were two groups of graduate students who uh, worked as controls on this. One was an experimental graduate student group who was hypnotized and told uh, that they were should imagine they were on a craft and saw symbols and that they should sketch these symbols. They did that. Um, then there was another group of graduate students who was told just to sketch what they thought alien symbols might look like. They then uh, photocopied all of the symbols onto the same type of paper and mixed everything up so that the graduate students who uh, did an analysis of this, uh, all of these symbols uh, would uh, not know where the symbols came from, which group. In the end, the symbols drawn by Hopkins experiencers were very, very similar. Those that were drawn by the two groups of graduate students were very different than those drawn by Bud Hopkins' experiencers. Uh, it's very interesting to me that Dr. Dondery saw these symbols in my book, Captured, uh, in 2007, and his study was done in 2004. I had asked Betty to draw symbols um, back in the year 2000 based upon her memory of what she saw on the craft. She did that. I kept it in a locked file. And no one saw it until it was published in Captured. Dr. Dondery took those symbols that Betty had drawn and compared them to Bud's group of experiencers' symbols and discovered that they had many, many similarities. Uh, what the scientific team concluded was that the similarity in these symbols uh, suggested that alien abduction was real. That's a, a really ingenious idea. What a great uh, uh, study or, or experiment. I, I love that. It was. Yeah, it was. that's, 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 that's uh, boy, I'll tell you, I'm impressed. Uh, you know, it's great to get academics involved and in, uh, in the scientific community because they do, you know, I mean, they've been trained to, uh, to come up with ways to, 
to, uh, you know, identify our, the signal within the noise, so to speak, which is our motto here at the Paracast. We attempt to uh, separate the signal from the noise. And, uh, and that's an, an excellent example of how to do that. And we need more involvement, I think, from the scientific community and academics. And it's these kinds of results I think, Kathleen, that are going to get us that kind of attention. And, and uh, you know, hats off to, uh, to those involved here. Um, here's an interesting uh, case uh, or question, rather. Have you run into any sort of problems, um, any sort of interference, uh, any sort of... Um, you know, I, I don't know how to put this properly. I guess I should probably read Eric's question uh, verbatim. Um, have you had any uh, harassment or inter- interference possibly uh, about your work by parties that presumably do not like what you are doing? Other than the skeptical community, uh, is are, are you getting a little too close to something, do you think? And, and do you have any indication that there's anyone out there that might uh, be squirming a little bit? Let's put it that way. Well, I can tell you that uh, I, I had not had a problem until uh, Denise Stoner and I wrote the alien abduction files. Um, no, let me take that back. I did have one problem uh, overcaptured, and that's when I was doing a pre-recorded radio show, and uh, I was asked a question. And I'm not going to repeat that question, but I was asked a question, and every time I attempted to answer that question, the the connection was lost. We tried this about ten times, and the con- connection was lost. Um, the host decided to finally just give up and move on. No problems after that. Was it a coincidence? It seemed like more than a coincidence. I also ran into a problem with the alien abduction files, where uh, one time, uh, or many times, Denise and I were losing these connections. And, you know, then you want to know, is this a quest? Is this a coincidence? Am I being paranoid? We started documenting when this would occur. And we finally got to the point where uh, we had one major event. And I, I tend to have a pretty good sense of humor. I went over to the phone and, and picked it up. We, we had been on Skype on the computer, and I called Denise, and, uh, and I, I spoke to her, and, and I, I just said, to the third party who's listening in on this uh, telephone conversation, I want to tell you that you are attempting to deny me my right to freedom of speech, and you are a criminal. And immediately, both lines went dead. Absolutely, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no signal at all. And well, I, I kind of like when that happens, but at the same time, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just was thinking as you were talking there. I was thinking of the theme song from the movie Men in Black, that <laughs> rap song from Will Smith. We'll get into a lot more of this as we progress. We're talking about UFO abductions. Answering your questions. Kathleen Martin is here with Gene and Chris. No abductions, please. You're in the Paracast. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Have you ever wondered if you can make electric, light, or heat in your home for free? How about a motor that charges batteries at the same time? What if this also restores useless batteries and saves you lots of money? Come to our Renaissance Charge Conference Workshop on August 15th and 16th in Fort Lauderdale. Visit r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com for details. Or call 208-304-2954. 208-304-2954. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Hi, John Hubner from Midas Resources. Are you tired of watching your hard-earned assets dwindle away? As government spending is out of hand and the Federal Reserve is creating in excess of $20 billion a week, are you tired of stockbrokers gambling away your hard-earned money? Is this market a setup for a crash greater than 1987? Too many of today's policies resemble those that led to the collapse of 1929. This is John Hubner, and that was me in 2007. And we all know what happened when the subprime credit bubble burst. By March 2009, the dollar lost 50% of its value. The entire U.S. banking system was on the verge of collapsing. Like all financial problems of the past, is history about to repeat itself? Call me, John Hubner, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 129, before it's too late to protect yourself. Will the oncoming catastrophe take all private IRAs, 401ks with it? There is a way to protect your hard-earned assets. Call me, John Hubner, at one 800 686 extension 129. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. 
helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Well, I think Chris is being abducted right now. (laughs) Kathleen Martin is with us. Now, when you talk about strange things happening, With phone calls and everything, Kathleen, you think about men in black, government interference. Are you seeing any of that? I'm, oh gosh, yes. I have, I had it reported so many times and I had one experience last summer that that caused me to question what was actually going on. So I put out a questionnaire um, to uh, several other uh, researchers, investigators, and experiencers, and uh, discovered that it seems to be a pretty common theme that, uh, you know, this nefarious force, whatever it is, seems to strike occasionally. And you just have to understand that that's going to happen, and and you have to build it uh, into your life. You have to put the safeguards on your computer, and you have to realize you're going to be spending probably a lot of money having your computer fixed or, or replacing your computer because of the attacks that occur. You just have to budget for it and continue with what you're doing and and not let it bother you too badly. I mean, you can get really worked up about this. You can yeah. be intimidated. You can, you know, have difficulty sleeping at night. You can think about not doing your work. But if you become so wrapped up in this that it's taking you away from your work, then it takes a toll on you, and, and you just need to put on your blinders and surge straight ahead at, at what you're doing, because there's always going to be someone who is not happy about what you're doing. Now, if UFO abductions are so widespread as they seem to be, as you report getting a 1,000 reports in one year, if this is happening, what do our governments know about this? Do they think all these people are just crazy? Or do they have some knowledge that something real is going on? Well, if you go back into the history of government involvement in UFOs and and the 1953 Robertson panel and the Durant report from the Robertson panel funded by the CIA, uh, the decision was made that the the public should be re-educated and that we should all believe that this is not real, that this is not happening, that people who report it uh, should have their cases used and criticized and and uh, made to look foolish to the public to discourage other people from reporting these things. And there's no reason to believe that that has stopped. It, it uh, appears to be going on today. The only change that I see is that whenever there is a television program about ET contact or UFOs now, they're not hauling out the debunkers like they always did before. So, you know, maybe that's one step forward 
Uh, but then sometimes I wonder if that step forward is really a step forward or if they're putting in some uh, cases that seem so ridiculous they're not believable. And so the public might think, well, that seems really ridiculous to me. All of it's nonsense. I don't know. But, but that's a thought that I have had. But I do think that the government knows a, a lot more about this than they're telling us. They have to. They have to be concerned about all of this. This is happening to American citizens under their watch, and there's really nothing that they can do about it. It certainly does make sense that there would be a cover-up because the general public would probably undergo a radical behavioral change if they knew this was going on. It would probably not be good they probably would not be able to accept this, particularly the abduction part of it. Uh, I have a, a question here. Um, I think most people are under the impression that the abduction phenomenon is primarily a North American kind of mystery. Sure, you have uh, some very striking cases uh, that have come from South America, but you rarely hear about um, these types of cases from Asia, um, from Africa, except you know, some contactee type cases. And for instance, John Mack investigated the school kids in South Africa uh, with the close encounter case. How many good quality cases uh, are you aware of that come from unlikely places on the planet where this is not normally something that you hear about, you know, in terms of UFO sightings uh, in uh, Indonesia or uh, cases from Australia, for instance? I know there's been a few, but why does it primarily seem based on the amount of um, literature out there, that this, this seems to be heavily weighted towards uh, North America and, and possibly a, a little less in South America. Well, let me say also that UFO reports are heavily weighted toward North America. And I think it's because we have organizations like the Mutual UFO Network uh, that are very, very active in the United States. Um, MUFON does have uh, branches in many, many countries around the world now. But we hear primarily from English-speaking countries. We have a language barrier uh, that, that is a big problem in communication of all of this. And I did want to add that of those children that uh, John Mack investigated in, in South Africa, uh, there is at least one of those children who is an experiencer and is having contact today. So, uh, you know, that's pretty interesting. Uh, I do hear of, of cases. Uh, Ray Hernandez, who is the person who was behind the um, forming the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters, uh, speaks Spanish. She's a Hispanic lawyer. And he, so he's getting a lot of uh, cases out of South America. Uh, he'd be a very good one to speak to about that. Um, I've received uh, reports out of Australia from contacts that I have there. And Mary Rodwell, who is the Australian ET contact researcher who works with experiencers in Australia, is on the board of directors for the Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters as well. So I think we're going to be hearing more and more about this. Yeah, but that, I think that underscores the... Um 
I think the uh, importance of expanding our efforts uh, as investigators and researchers to, I think, get more of a global sense of these uh, types of encounters and repeated encounters uh, and and sort of spread our, our tentacles, our research tentacles out to places uh, like China, where the, the largest uh, UFO group in the world uh, is located. I think they, uh, I remember reading an article, there's over a million members of a, a particular UFO organization in China, for instance. Um, I think we need to start talking uh, amongst ourselves uh, a little better. And that goes for me, too. Um, places like India that have, uh, you know, an ancient, ancient tradition of, uh, of encounters with, um, you know, for lack of a better term, exalted beings, um, personages. Uh, it would be very interesting to see how these types of, of cases sort of have a cultural um, slant to them versus the cases that uh, you're used to here in, in North America and English-speaking countries. We'll get more into these possible cultural influences with Kathleen Martin and Jean and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. We've been patiently waiting. Waiting while you tried to ignore us. Waiting while you acted like we didn't exist. Waiting for our chance to be taken seriously. The wait is over. GCN is available 24-7 at GCNlive.com. Navigate through news from your favorite hosts and download archives of past shows. Download the app on your smartphone or tablet or visit GCNlive.com for instant access and live streaming. GCNlive.com, the future of talk radio. Now at your fingertips. More and more people are discovering the incredible benefits of alkalizing the body, and there's no better product for it than AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds, just a few drops in water will rid your body of harmful waste and give you more vibrance and vigor than you've had in years. Now buy two bottles and get $10 off your order. Call 800-518-7615 or visit alkavision.com. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at alkavision.com. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey, neighbor, what are you doing digging? You had a heart attack last year. Oh, I know. I was told no more hard labor. Then why are you digging? Well, I've been taking Extendovite. It's been approved to help my heart. Extendovite? Is that a new drug? No, not a drug. 
It's uh, more like an herbal combination made from garlic and cayenne. Herbal? How can that help? Well, actually, we've taken herbs for thousands of years, and Extendivite is doing the job for me. Does your doctor know about Extendivite? Yeah, my doctor knows, and he said it seems to be working for you, so don't stop taking it. I feel great taking Extendivite. I don't want to stop. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. All on subject to one deck score approval must be in business at least one year to apply. Attention small business owners needing financing. Are you too busy running your business to deal with the slow lending process of your bank? Are you frustrated at the paperwork and delays just trying to get a decision? Then you need OnDeck, the A-plus Better Business Bureau rated small business experts, where our simple application process takes as little as 10 minutes and funding could be available in just one business day. At OnDeck, we focus on your business operation and cash flow, not just your personal credit score. And we're ready to help with loans of up to $250,000. True business Business loans, not credit card advances. On Deck provides financing to a wide variety of small businesses like restaurants, plumbing, landscaping, freight trucking, and healthcare providers. If you're frustrated with the paperwork and long decision times of traditional lenders, contact On Deck. Funding could be available in just one business day. On Deck is publicly listed on the New York Stock Exchange and has provided over $2 billion to small businesses like yours. So go to OnDeckLending.com today or call 800 293 6819. That's 800 293 6819. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Cultural influences indeed, something we've talked about quite frequently on the Paracast. Kathleen Martin is our guest with Gene and Chris. You want to frame that further before we give Kathleen a chance to answer? I think so. I, I, I think I'm editorializing here a little bit. I think it's important for the research community to um, try to make inroads with uh, other continents, other uh, countries, especially India and China. I think uh, these are two, I think, gold mines um, where a lot of things are undoubtedly going on, and we're just not hearing about them here. Um, there's got to be some way for us to dovetail our research efforts with people, I'm sure, that are interested in those countries that we just don't hear about. Um, what do you think, Kathleen? Well, I have to tell you that the Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters website, which is going to be going up on July 1st, is uh, going to be published in many different languages. Uh, we're attempting to uh, get information from people all over the world. And, you know, in terms of cultural influence, well, certainly there will be some cultural influence in the human interpretation of what is taking place. If you speak only of the detailed information, the detailed evidence of, you know, so-and-so did such-and-such to this particular joint, then you know, you're going to get uh, a good description of what's going on without the cultural influence. But if they say he did it for this particular reason uh, and, and it's human interpretation, certainly you'll have a cultural influence there as well. Exactly. I'm, I'm really curious to find out what the commonalities are 
if we see the same exact uh, types of procedures being described, um, you know, just the, the, the nuts and bolts, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, without any sort of editorializing by the experiencer. Obviously, uh, people that have traumatic, uh, sometimes uh, mostly traumatic experiences happen, uh, tend to react to them emotionally. You're going to have to kind of dive through that emotional um, interpretation down into the actual bare facts, like uh, the old show Jagnet, you know, Jack Webb, the facts, just the facts, ma'am, you know, that sort of uh, information. And uh, it'd be very, very interesting. And I'm very intrigued that if there's any sort of variance, uh, any sort of commonalities, and then if there are variances, what they are, just the types of, of supposed and interpreted alien uh, off-planet intelligences, just the descriptions uh, from continent to continent, there there tends to be uh, an interesting difference. Uh, I mean, aliens are described a lot differently down in in South America. If you look at the at the literature from the fifties and sixties, encounters with aliens in South America really had no, in many cases, no. There's just no commonality with cases that were reported, uh, let's say, in in North America. And it'll be interesting to see if that dovetails over into the entire abduction phenomenon. And I'm very excited uh, that you know this uh, website is going up, and I, I do applaud your efforts. You know, along with uh, Edgar and, and, you know, getting this website up and, and especially the multilingual part of this. I think it's really important for, you know, the global uh, participation of, of experiencers here. Uh, and I, I applaud your efforts. And, and here at the Paracast, we will help you in any way we can to get the word out about the website. Right. And Dr. Ray Hernandez deserves most of the credit for this. This is his brainchild. This is his idea. He has been able to gather major researchers and uh, academics from around the world who are willing to participate here. Dr. Rudy Shield uh, is the executive director. He was John Mack's neighbor, and he recently retired. He's an astrophysicist. He recently retired from the Harvard-Smithsonian Astrophysics Laboratory. You have some high-powered people here. It's about time. 20 years ago, we probably couldn't have said that. Uh, you know, and it's from the tireless efforts of, of people such as yourself and, and, uh, and these very courageous scientists uh, and academics who are coming out and uh, publicly uh, stating their involvement, I, I, you know, this is a, a major step forward, and it's about time that um, this very mysterious and puzzling phenomenon uh, is taken seriously and looked at. I'm still on the fence about it. You know, I'm an I'm an an experiencer. I don't, you know, I was never hypnotically regressed, and you know, uh, I. I, I all my recollections are conscious recollections. Um, and that brings me up to, to you know, an important point. What percentage of cases feature a complete episode of conscious recollection in terms of a contact uh, interaction or contact experience versus hints that something happened and then all the information is retrieved hypnotically. Have we been able to come up with any sort of uh, kind of a number or percentage of uh, fully conscious experiences that then, you know, invoke some sort of investigative process or someone having like a weird scoop mark, a strange dream, and then investigating it further and getting help and then having all the information retrieved sort of uh, post-haste? Um, is there any sort of percentage that we can uh, look to? 
I can I don't have a statistic on that, but I can tell you from uh, my research and the individuals that I've talked to, uh, the majority have at least some memory of the experience occurring. A very tiny percentage have a lot of memory, conscious, continuous recall, it seems, of what happened aboard that craft. But that all of that conscious memory uh, is fairly rare. Um, but a, a, some conscious men, memory is not that rare. Yeah. I, I approached David Jacobs years ago, um, back in the early to mid-90s, about a case that I was uh, just, I had been asked by the sheriff of a, a county to uh, talk with a woman who had uh, reported some problems with, like, men in black. She said, the Blues Brothers are stealing my mail. That's uh, uh, And she was having some real problems with, with these kind of MIB-type characters. And then it came out as she confided to one of the um, the sheriff's office personnel that she had had an ongoing Actually, uh, well, it was, she was a second generation. Her daughter was then starting to have experiences. So that would make it a multi-generational uh, case. And uh, I was asked to contact her and, and get involved. And, and according to her, uh, you know, the majority of her memories, at least in her mind, were, were fully conscious and fully uh, recognized. It's the same woman that uh, I mentioned before had fallen in love with her alien lover, <laughs> uh, uh, which, you know... Um, it was kind of weird, but she kept a journal just just to give you a little uh, sense of my investigative process. Of course, I was a little doubtful about this, and and she seemed really normal to me. It was just a you know a woman that had a successful horse ranch, and uh, she had kept a journal of when these events had had occurred. And I went back into my database, and sure enough, I mean there were some real uh, correlations between dates that she said that she had experiences and sightings from that part of the San Luis Valley where I was investigating. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was kind of hot on the trail on that one for a while, but, uh, uh, you know, you're right. I, I, the fully conscious, uh, recollections are pretty rare. And when I mentioned this case to David Jacobs, he didn't want to talk to me. He says, Oh, that, Oh, don't even waste your time. He just totally discounted it without even, you know, hearing all the details. I said, you know, she has, you know, just many fully conscious recollections. And he looked at me like and rolled his eyes and just said, Oh, you know, don't waste my time with this. And he, and he walked away and I was like, Oh man, come on, at least give me, you know, five minutes to tell you, give you an overview of the case. He wouldn't even, he wouldn't even sit still for that. So yeah. he has told <laughs> me that before to never, never to take seriously anything that is consciously recalled. But I, I disagree with that. Because, I do too, because I have, know, I have data that, that corresponds corresponds with her sightings or with I have sighting data that corresponds with the dates of her experiences. I do too. And, and, you know, many of these conscious memories dovetail into memories that are retrieved uh, through hypnosis. They'll remember part of it and, and um, sometimes a large part of it, but uh, the hypnosis will uh, refresh their memories uh, even more. This particular woman had never been regressed. You know, I wanted to ask more about that in our final segment. We have Kathleen Martin joining Gene and Chris. That means you're in. Paracast, I think. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line... You're defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. 
If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I'm the Paracast with Gene and Chris and Kathleen Martin, and we're talking about the two ways that you recall an abduction experience consciously or through some sort of hypnotic regression. But the skeptics will say that it's one thing if you recall something happening. But as soon as you start playing with the mind using hypnosis, how do you know that you're not feeding the experience? The mere fact of someone who investigates abductions hypnotizing somebody, doesn't that already taint the memories that come forth? Well, I have to tell you that the best cases for me, the most reliable ones, are the cases like Betty and Barney Hill, where two individuals are taken to a more. Uh, they have do not have uh, conscious recall of what actually happened on board the craft, and uh, they are then hypnotized separately. You impose amnesia at the end of each session so that they don't even remember what they've said. They can't contaminate each other's information. And then you do an analysis of their statements, just as I did in Captured, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO experience, to determine whether or not there could be a confabulation here, whether or not the, the entire story is an invention, or or exactly what is going on, because there are problems with the use of hypnosis. And they might come from having hypnotized someone who is a wannabe, who has read a lot about alien abduction, who knows a whole lot of information about it, and they will repeat under hypnosis what they have read, and they will apply it to themselves if they are motivated to do so. Um, that is why uh, hypnotists who use regression uh, will often provide questions attempting to lead a person toward a false memory to see if they can do that. I prefer for forensic hypnosis when I use her hypnosis with uh, on individuals on case investigations. The reason for that is that it is the only type of hypnosis that used to be admissible in a court of law. It no longer is. There is no hypnosis that is admissible because of the problems that we've faced with people being led by the hypnotist to a story uh, that is false. So you have to make sure that you're really not leading someone. If you're doing hypnosis for an investigation, that's very important. doesn't really matter if you're doing it just for therapy. Uh, hope, you would hope that the person would tell an accurate story about what happened, but in therapy, you're only attempting to help that individual. You're not looking for uh, confirmatory evidence in any way. So you have to look at the different types of hypnosis, too. But yes, there are problems 
but those problems can be overcome. And we do know there are studies that have been done that have shown how very effective hypnosis can be. In one case, there was a stonemason uh, who had built a wall, and he was hypnotized and taken back. And he could remember the shapes of the stone that he selected and where they were on this wall. So the researchers could look at this wall to determine whether or not the stonemason was accurate in his memories, and he was accurate. Chris, we have any more questions unanswered? Just a question about your um, conclusions um, about the Dr. Carla Turner affair. This, again, comes from Eric Lared, one of our posters at forum.theparacast.com. And he's wondering uh, if you found her and her family's stories credible, and have you interviewed her surviving husband or son? And if so, what did you learn? I have not interviewed uh, her family And I know that she had a really negative view of the experiences that that they had. And it is is very unfortunate. It's also very unfortunate that she uh, suddenly was affected by this terrible form of, of cancer that took her life very, very rapidly. A number of people have said that they believed she was murdered that she had been threatened. Uh, I, I don't know. I really can't comment on that. But I think that anyone who feels that they uh, have not been able to resolve any issues that they have around these experiences that they're interpreting as being highly negative really needs to to get into some kind of therapy with a highly knowledgeable person who can help them or into a support group that's very, very important for experiencers because most people in the end will come to realize that it's not as bad as they thought it was. And many people end up having a positive attitude about it in the end. Okay. And be sure uh, to select a hypnotherapist that has no direct involvement in the abduction uh, phenomenon, just as, you know, kind of a double bind type uh, scenario. Um, uh, that, that would be my advice. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure. What, what do you think, Kathleen? Do you think we should well, go to somebody that, uh, you know, like a Bud Hopkins or a David Jacobs or, or someone that's directly involved in this whole mystery? Or, or should they first go to somebody that has no direct involvement? Well, I I really think that it's important to uh, see someone who has an understanding and knowledge about this topic and what is going on. Um, and sometimes these experiences can be very traumatic. So you have to have somebody who has a good knowledge of, uh, of psychology and someone who uh, will employ safeguards so that you will not be further traumatized by hypnosis. That's very important. You can be involved in in this field and also be objective and unbiased and not ask leading questions. Uh, So my recommendation is not to go to somebody who knows nothing about this field because you could be further traumatized by this. And, And there are people, even in the mental health field, who might suspect that you have a serious mental illness when you do not. 
anyone who's good in the field uh, would know that you do not because every other area of your life uh, is perfectly normal. But I have been informed by uh, just a few individuals that they did have problems with that, too. And, in fact, that is going to be one of the questions or a series of questions asked on the new questionnaire uh, that MUFON is going to put up. Well, I, I think it's almost impossible to be a licensed hypnotherapist and a, a true professional in that field and not be aware of the abduction phenomenon. But but to have a direct involvement in the field is what I was saying. Someone with, you know, obviously uh, you want to go with someone that's not going to, you know, immediately call your family and say, uh uh, your sister needs, or your daughter needs to be, uh, you know, committed immediately. <laughs> you know, you don't, you, you want to avoid that that scenario, obviously. But I think it's important to be objective. Objectivity is extremely important. Kathleen, can you tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you do? Yes, you can go to my website at Kathleen-Marden, M-A-R-D-E-N.com. My upcoming speaking engagements and my books are there and, and several articles I've written, too. So, uh, And it will lead you to other places, in, including free and MUFON. You can also find us on Twitter. We're known as The Paracast. Look for The Paracast on Twitter. And, of course, if you are on Facebook, as many of you are, you'll find not one but two official Paracast fan clubs there. Don't ask me how it turned out that way. That's the way it is on Facebook. We're still giving away a free copy of Chris O'Brien's Stalking the Tricksters. If you sign up for the Paracast Plus for a one-year or five-year membership, go to plus.theparacast.com. The features include the ad-free version of the show, with better quality audio, the fabulous new After the Paracast podcast, available exclusively to Paracast Plus subscribers. Learn more at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Check Chris O'Brien's site, ourstrangeplanet.com, and you can also write him there if you want to help out with the San Luis Valley video project, the camera project that he's working on now. Kathleen Martin, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. My pleasure. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. 